guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit? Because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too f***ing dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my f***ing seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me, and I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out. You know, I will never be... Coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever, I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, it, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money. Serious, I would hate me too. Look at me. Think he is. This don't even crease his air forces. What the? F Shut the fuck up, you lion. Mark of the Were Beard. date when your mom could be slowly turned into a werebeard as we speak. You said it could take a while for the transformation to be complete and the results won't be back for a couple days. So what's the harm in taking a few hours off to grab some dinner? I am the new elderbeard and I'll raise as the earth the new breed of werebeard and together we'll conquer.
Phenom Radio is the home of the hottest indie music. Tune into the Phenom Radio Top 20 Countdown, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Razor sharp, Radio pause, When the sun. What's going on, everybody? You already know who it is. It's your girl, Remy Jones. I have a special announcement. May 18th, 2024, we are going to be at the PPAC for the Remy TV Influencer Awards Show. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have local talent performing. We're going to have celebrities performing. We're going to have amazing presenters. And all proceeds are going to go towards a job training program. So this is a charity award show. And if you want to know how you can help, if you want to donate, if you want to sponsor, you could directly reach me at www.remytvmedia.com. job, a better home, a better life. Who hasn't wished for these things, worked for them, and sought a place where they had a better chance of becoming real? For generations, Brockton has welcomed those seeking something better. From those who came in search of opportunity, to today's multicultural population, that makes us 
the most diverse community in all of New England. Brockton is a place where homes are more affordable. Communities closer. Where a strong and talented workforce fuels the success of businesses big and small. And the vision of a more diverse and equitable America is being realized every day. It's where ideas take root. Businesses grow. Communities thrive. New beginnings unfold. And the promise of a better life is kept. Brockton, Massachusetts. Where better begins. one new connection want to get out of here to empower many this is unbelievable it doesn't take a superhero to bring forces together we all have the power to reach out let's go and help someone feel like they belong pretty cool huh we are stronger together this is black sea representing green life music group you're now listening to the booth on Hoobazoo.com, get with it with my homie Sinister. Get green! Excuse me. I happen to be passing. I thought you'd might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Well, won't you sit down? Thank you. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my men. <laughs>
is madness! This is a Broadcasting live from the City of Champions, you are watching the booth. Can I get a sound check from you guys real quick? One, two, three, check. One, two, three, check. Nice, nice. All right, we're here. Broadcasting live January 23rd. Big thanks to all my supporters from last week. My guest, Mr. Phelps. Tonight, I'm joined by a couple of people in the upper left-hand corner and bottom left-hand corner. And I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves before I get into my sponsors, though. Let me get into my sponsors, actually, real quick. Um, Michael Douglas Bretto, MDB Electronics. If you guys need your controller fix, you want to send it out, get it to him. Get it fixed. Back in 24, 48 hours, you're back to gaming. 494,000 streams. Vianna Marie, it's personal, as you guys saw at the beginning of the show. F your feelings. V-Day, 2-14-2024. Blacklisted R&B is going to drop the Viana Marie new project. Also, Tactical Target Systems. That's those zombie targets when I go to the range that everybody loves and ask me about. Tactical Target Systems is where you want to go because I'm trying to be the next Rick Grimes in the zombie apocalypse. Also, I love Boston sports. If you get a chance to win a shirt in the chat. Viana Marie pictured here. Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography. Check it out. Underwatch Protective Services, Mobile Foot Patrol, Foot Patrols, Armed Guards, Unarmed Guards, Event Security, and Private Security. Please reach out to Underwatch Protective Services. And before I get into the news booth, I'm going to get into my guests tonight um, and let them introduce themselves in the upper left-hand corner, as you guys see. Let him introduce. He's been on this show before. Kevin? Hello. I'm just here for support. How are you? How's everyone out there? And down in the bottom left-hand corner, you guys have been seeing the promos, the trailers for this Wear Bear movie and uh, the Wear Beard movie, and they had their little promotional showing this past weekend. Joshua, please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Joshua Dahl, and I run Horror Depot. I do live events all over Rhode Island and in Mass and sometimes Connecticut. Nice, nice, nice. Good stuff. Now, he's on here. You've been seeing this trailer that was shown for this event, but he's got a lot of, a couple of other movie events that are coming up here. And before I get into my topics tonight, we're here to talk about our most anticipated movies of 2024. Now, we've got some trailers here that we've, we, you know, we each picked, and my brother's going to chime in. But me and Joshua, we kind of picked three of our favorite most anticipated films of 2024 that's going to be coming out. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little look at the trailers, and then we're going to talk about these trailers. And as you guys can see here, one of my Christmas gifts this year, Godzilla shirt. 
which I was That's trying to. Ever. Man, I was trying to save it for Saturday because we're gonna go be seeing uh, Godzilla minus one minus color. Trying to go see that on Friday or Saturday. Probably gonna be Saturday at seven thirty. It, but I had to put it on. I had to put it on. I couldn't wait till Saturday because there was big news today. Big news today is that the Oscars released their nominations for the upcoming Oscar awards. Godzilla minus one has been nominated for best visual effects. And this is a tough one, people. This is a tough one because it's going up against the creator, which had some great visual effects. It's going up against Guardians of the Galaxy, also had some great visual effects. So there's there's a couple of good movies in there that, that that's going up against. But this Godzilla Minus One really set the tone and the genre for visual effects. They did it cheaper than what Hollywood has done it for. And one of the things that's crazy is, is that this has been, we're looking at the last movie giant monster to receive an Academy Award, which is funny, is King Kong. So Godzilla has a chance to knock King Kong off the Oscar throne, something that hasn't been done by a Godzilla film. Um, but all of us who are Godzilla fans, um, I can't wait. Now, I, I actually saw somebody talking about this Godzilla film, and this person talked about the ending of the Godzilla movie and said he hated it and said the ending ruined. And I'm like, well, you didn't get, you didn't understand the ending of this movie. Because if you, if you understood the ending of this movie and why it went the way it did, you wouldn't say it was a bad ending. They, they felt like it was a woke ending, blah, blah, blah. You know how people are right now. And I'm like, you don't get it. It, it. It's about the child. The whole thing was about the child and being there for this child. And and then they went on about the, the I don't want to ruin the spoilers if you hadn't seen it, but there's another part to this at the end that it reflects back to Shin Godzilla. If you saw Shin Godzilla, part of this movie, Godzilla Minus One, the rumor is, is that this takes place before for Shin Godzilla. And if it does, that will explain the whole ending. And I'll mention Tattoo Mark or Black Mark. And I'll leave it at that without giving any spoilers. But that plays into the whole Shin Godzilla thing. So without giving up any spoilers and ruining it for people, like I said, it's nominated for Academy Award. Let's talk about this Godzilla minus one real quick. Your, your thoughts, guys, on this film. Joshua, you're a big Godzilla fan too. Oh, huge. Huge. Uh, honestly, I wasn't expecting much when I went in and uh, completely knocked my socks off. Uh, just classic, good storytelling from start to finish. Uh, I'm not going to like give away all the stuff in the movie, but man, was it good. Um, and it, it, it was good because it had really good character depth and it had really good storyline on top of a giant monster that we all know and love like just and the mayhem was so well done uh man i love the special effects in that movie i i'm i'm really hoping it wins like because i was i was floored at how good it really was so it and one of the things that people you saw in the trailer so we can mention there is there is a scene that it really kind of lets you know the strength of a creature of that size you know when godzilla first attacks japan you know the way the scene opens is a train is flying, a boat is flying through the air and hits yeah. the city. 
And the momentum and the speed of this boat hitting in the city lets you know, oh, the ish is about to go down. <laughs> it, it's about to go down. It's seriously about to go down. Um, and one of the things I loved about the movie is that the director took two of his favorite movies and gave nods to those two favorite movies. One of those is being Jaws, and then the second was Independence Day. And for those who are movie buffs, you caught both of those. Both of those. But but he didn't rip these movies off. He did it in his own way with originality to the point where Steven Spielberg invited them out to have a showing at the Steven Spielberg Lucasfilm studio this past week, which he was... Oh, man, he was ecstatic. Kevin, your thoughts on the Godzilla Minus One? Um, For what, my second or third time seeing it? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, like, I went into it knowing, because you know I'm a huge Godzilla fan, so I went in there knowing I was in for a surprise, in for a treat, because it was one of Toho's first Godzilla films since Shin. And the fact that, like, right from the jump, I mean, when people tell you stuff like, oh, well, don't tell me about it, don't tell me about it, I'm thinking, you know what? I really can't tell you anything about this movie to spoil it. It's just a damn good film. There's nothing like, oh, there's an end credit scene or there's this, is that. I said, it just packs emotion. I can't think of the guy's name, but the main character, that dude acted his ass off. Like, the scene where, you know, like, of course, Godzilla destroys everything, but the scene where Godzilla does what he does and that man's crying in the, in the, the, the ash of rain and the, the raw power and emotion, like, like you know, the whole movie basically... Is about that poor man, you know. No spoilers on that. Like, but you really can't give it away. But I do hope it wins the award. I think it deserves it, and it'll be awesome if Japan takes um takes an Oscar for the for the original in the King of All Monsters and knocks King Kong out. And it will be awesome if that does happen. That sets up a line for the whole King Kong versus Godzilla, the whole King of the Monsters, because it's kind of ironic that the next movie that comes out is them two, and Godzilla knocks him off. For the Oscar, Oscar, so it'll be kind of fun. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because you know, we grew up and you know we love zombies and we we got our fill of zombie movies, and then you know we grew up all reading comic books, and then all of a sudden comic books exploded, and you know now now the big thing is kaiju's, and the funny thing about the kaiju right now is is I'm watching Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV, which it's it's dragged out I, I i call it the monarch bastard children tv show um for those who were watching it they know exactly what i'm talking about but as we got into the last two episodes nine and ten i actually love what they did by bringing in this human element and now they're tying it in with this godzilla kong new empire film but there is a spoiler alert, and there's a tease that I don't think a lot of people caught in this Godzilla Kong um, movie that's coming up. And then on this Monarch Legacy of Monsters, there is a Pacific Rim reference in the Apple TV show in regards to Godzilla. Yes, there is. In like the third episode, when Monarch is overlooking, when they're looking at the map, that they have that big screen and everything, and they're in the Monarch facility. And the girl, they talk about G-Day, which is Godzilla when he appeared in San Francisco. But the girl also mentions E-Day, Emergence Day. 
E-Day Emergence Day is the day that the Kaijus came out of the rift in Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. A lot of people didn't catch that reference. And I was right on, you know, social media. I'm like, yo, did anybody catch that reference? Because the uh, rumor is, is Pacific Rim 3, they're trying to get this done, um, but they can't get, they try, they won't do it unless they can get Jax back, the actor Jax back from, from you know, from the first film. Um, and they also want the director to come back. They feel they need that director to come back to take this over. But if anybody has been watching Monarch, they have made the Pacific Rim reference twice during this show. Um, the Kaijus in this show are, are kind of, if you're looking to see a lot of Kaijus in this show, don't, you're not gonna see them. <laughs> um, not sure if you guys have caught up and watched uh, Monarch yet, but you know, it actually made it, got turned. Uh, I got, I got the first episode down with my son and, uh, we were planning on going through the whole series, but uh, we haven't gotten there yet. So it's a now tough that watch. I know there's kaiju's, I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a tough watch, um, and it's a big lead into Godzilla and Kong, this new Empire movie. That's what that's what this whole last episode. Is. I I don't want to ruin it for people, but you got to watch. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I should be ashamed of myself. I haven't watched it yet. So my guest no, here, up. Oh, go ahead. Before you go, I, I just want to jump on this real quick. In Godzilla, there was a lot of like what would really happen, like if a giant monster went through a city, right? Mm -hmm. Is is does that translate to the show as well? Kind of, not this, this. So this show is really still based on that legacy. So here's the thing: I see a lot of people complaining about. Here's the thing that bothers me about social media right now. There's a lot of people on social media who talk shit about stuff but don't know shit about stuff and people are bashing the godzilla legendary versus toe i see a lot of people talking about the godzilla minus one and they're saying oh my god this is so much better than the godzilla and i'm like but you don't realize that the godzilla that we see in minus one is the toho godzilla which is right. the anti-hero in japan the fans the japan People over there, they love the anti-hero Godzilla. They they love it because they hated the hero American type Godzilla. That's, that's why, that's, yeah, that's, that's why, yeah, and that's why Godzilla versus Megalon was such a big hit here in '76. It had the you know the Muhammad Ali type acting. They brought in you know the the Ultraman copycat and Mega you know Megalon was a huge hit here, and that's why they can get away with some of the stuff here because americans embrace that hero godzilla you know yeah, and, and, and and people don't get that so when i see people complaining and saying oh this and that i'm like but you don't understand there's your u.s hero godzilla and then in japan they're fans of that anti-hero kill maim and destroy the city you know as the we monster, know it godzilla the, the monster godzilla the original godzilla Mm -hmm. And you know what was great about that Godzilla, this this Godzilla minus one? I love how they paid homage to the original Godzilla with the train scene. Yeah, that was. I, I almost cool. I almost stood up in my seat. And the other thing I don't want to spend too much time on with talking a lot about Godzilla um, was we when he had a show about, about the, for Godzilla the, the, and the three of us will do it when 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 the the movie theaters 
response when he first did the atomic breath was just But it was all quiet and went. Zoom. I was like, my brother's gonna eat that up. He's gonna eat. That up. <laughs> it, it, you know, it was almost like I have. You know, it's it's nice to have these things in your lifetime. It was right up there with um, Avengers, with on your left. That you know, and Avengers Assemble, and and you know, the whole theater just went in just berserk. And um, when this whole thing happened with Godzilla's atomic breath, I was, I was blown away. People wanted to stand up and cheer. You like it was like holy Christ! It was it was insane. Um, and it was done well. It was done very well. Um, but it's good stuff. So I got my guy on here, Joshua. My brother's on here, and we've got some movies and some trailers and stuff that we're gonna show to you guys. But um, let's talk about this event. You just had this past event at this theater, and let's talk about yeah. that real quick. So, uh, Mark of the Weird Beard was the name of it. And, uh, I talked to those guys when they were looking for some funding, uh, last year to make the film, they had never made a feature length film. So they didn't know how to get funding. They didn't really know anything and they just jumped in. And, uh, I've been chatting with them for a while and I was like, Hey, when it's done, let's show it. It looks, I, I love the concept it's a it's a giant beard that runs around and kills people and as you could tell uh i have a beard so i'm like this this is right up my alley and uh yeah we had a snowstorm so that was unfortunate uh people did come out there was not a huge showing but the ones that did come out man uh everyone got into it it was absolutely hysterical like the the we had the the director we had the producer we had the writer and we had a guy who was actually played a a cop in it who dressed up as the weird beard and was running around the theater outside and like doing dances with people in the street in the snow it was wild it was a wild event so that was a a cold weekend too yeah yeah well you know what it's it's a it's a big heavy suit so uh he was nice and warm <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i plan on putting some of the video up on social media of everybody dancing in the street uh i haven't had a chance to do that yet but and the q a was just outstanding um a lot of really good interesting questions like everyone that was there was like so into the film they got really into the nitty-gritty and every character had a different like backstory that was told different. Um, there was animation and eight bit animation. Yep. And one girl had an inner monologue. Like it was really, really interesting movie. So nice. thank you to everyone that did come. So let's talk about this horror depot, how you got started, what brought you to bring this, you know, this horror depot to creation. So, uh, yeah, much much like you guys, I was just a fan of monsters when I was a kid. Uh, then I had a rental store down the road. I loved horror movies. I rented everything I could multiple times. Um, the guy he used to give me the wink, like I was like twelve years old. I'm like, I'm gonna rent this, and he was like, I got you. Um, and he would cut me deals. I only had like a dollar. I would I would hustle back then to get a dollar. I you know I didn't I didn't grow up rich. So a uh, dollar was a big deal. I walk in, he gave me like five movies for a book to rent. 
Um, you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. Dean, Dean, if you're out there, Uptown Video, I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You set my entire life in motion here. Uh, and then, video. yeah, that's what it was. Uptown Video uh, on Pilgrim Ave. And uh, man, so as I grew up, I kept going and kept going. Eventually, he shut down like everyone else. And when I hit my late teens, early 20s, I traveled uh, all over the country to meet horror, horror movie stars. And I went to conventions and whatever I could do. Um, and then, uh, I got hooked on a rock and roll type of lifestyle and had to change my life. So, uh, some bad things happened and I completely changed my life. I stopped traveling. I stopped, uh, doing drugs. I stopped drinking and I changed my entire life, met my wife, settled down, had kids. And I did that for about 15 years. And now my kids are a little older. So, uh, now that they're older, I have more free time so I can get back into my hobby and my hobby's horror. So for the past couple of years, I've just been going hardcore with Horror Depot. Um, and now I do events all the time. I got people hitting me up from all over the country, all over the world. Like we we, we talk independent horror. Independent horror is a, a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, now I have actors calling me up and producers. And, you know, it, the thing is, they're all people. So to me, it's just like, oh, hey, he's a nice guy. But uh, when I think about it and I'm like, oh, man, like, that's weird. I'm hanging out with this guy who just made three films, you know, and it's it's kind of bizarre. But uh, it's 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 like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. But you got to work at, it. you know, you really got to work at it. Um, and you got you got like when I say you got to work at it, you got to work at it. <laughs> I, oh, I, I wake up I, at I, four in the morning, I, man, and I'm just going. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it, you know, because, you know, the horror genre is is you know hollywood has this you know hollywood and hollywood critics have this love-hate relationship with horror um and when you look back horror has saved hollywood's ass in the 80s late 80s with the slasher films yeah. um before they started you know before the action movies kicked off you know horror was there you know and you had some of these studios that you know came to fruition New Line Cinema came to fruition because of Nightmare on Elm Street. They took a chance on Nightmare on Elm Street, and they also took a chance on a Marvel comic, Blade. That's what put New, New Line at the front of the for, you know at the forefront of, of studios. Um, you know, I remember my dad taking us to see trauma movies and 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 movies like The Incredible yeah. Melting Man. Um, you know, you had your Last House on the Left. Um, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, we saw a lot of these movies. Food of the Gods. I remember my dad taking us to the drive-in to see it's Food hard. of the Gods. Me and my brother were little in the back of the car. And I remember my brother scared when the giant rats came into the house and was eating the people. And I remember we saw, food. it was a double feature. It was, it was Food of the Gods and then Night of the Lupus. So Night of the Lupus was William Shatner. It was giant bunny rabbits eating and killing people. Remember that? Yes, yes. And then I remember, you know, movies like my mom taking us to see Carrie, and we were real little, you know, and we went to see Carrie, and the hands came up out the grave. But the eighties and the nineties gave us some great American horror. And then I feel like you at the U.S. had the they thought being funny in horror was the way to go, 
in the 90s and the 2000s. And I think that's why we had this lull until Bloomhouse came along and said, hey, we need to put horror back in the horror with Saw. I feel like, I feel like Saw is what got U.S. horror kind of back on track. I feel like it lost itself. And then Bloomhouse came in and said, no, we got we to gotta punch people in the face. We got to bring horror back to people because it was just... And I remember my brother saying, I don't like really seeing horror movies because I'm tired of the funny stuff. My brother actually said to yeah. me, you know, he said, check out these... Because back then, he would, you know, you would go on eBay and buy these Japanese horror movies. And, um, oh, you know, yeah. you saw... My brother turned me on to movies like The Ring... In all these movies before they, you know, before they came over here and made a ver- American versions of them, you know, I saw The Ring through my brother, you know, Japanese. There was a there was a ton of movies that my brother had sent me and said, "Hey, check out the Japanese horror." And you know, like I said, Bloomhouse came in and said, "We need to punch people in the face. We need to bring horror back." And Saw, to me, is what kind of brought it back. Um, and they're still doing it. Bloomhouse is still doing it. What are your thoughts on that with the horror? Uh, so I met the the writers and the directors of the original Saw, like way oh, back shoot. when Saw came out. Yeah. So I had gone, I was in LA, I think. I was in Long Beach, actually. And uh, man, that's a wild place. Um, but uh, I, I think it was there either there or Chicago, one of the two. Anyway, it doesn't matter where it was. I got to meet them and I was wearing a house of a thousand corpses shirt. Mm-hmm. And they actually told me a, like, I went in line to like get their autograph, but no one was in line. It was like three people. So they pulled me on the other side of the table and I was sitting with them and we were just talking for a while about um, horror movies and, and all kinds of stuff. And they signed all kinds of stuff for me. They were like, here, take this. No one's really here. And it was a huge Lionsgate, like Undead had just came come out, I think it was. Right. Uh, so they were doing a screening for that. And uh, you know, I got I got passes to that. They just they were just handing me stuff. Like they were the most awesome guys. You ask me who they are now, I can't remember their names at all. But I hung with those dudes for like an hour. And uh, yeah, way back when the first saw came out. Um, two of the coolest guys I ever met. I wish I had that stuff. I don't know what happened to it, but uh, man, they they were signing. They gave me like three posters. They were signing like eight by tens and just whatever. Um, super nice dudes. And, and it's you're funny. Right, you rem- right. Well, you mentioned the Rob Zombie. It was funny because Rob Zombie was the same way. He wanted to take horror and punch people in the face and bring that horror back. But for some reason, those the Rob Zombie horror movies, even though they were great to us. It wasn't. It it wasn't. It didn't get the impact that sh- that that Saw did. Um, House of a yeah. Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that that's a cult classic. So, um, it's but- really funny you say that because at the time when Saw first first came out, and I I met the guys, there was only a handful of us that had seen it, and it wasn't a thing. And then like two weeks later, that's all I heard about. And I'm like, well, these guys were at a convention and no one was there. So, (laughs) you know, um, it was really bizarre. Like, and it's, it's just like you said, like, it's so funny when it comes out at first, like the hardcore fans are right there. And after the hardcore fans, then comes the rest of the people and they're like, oh, hey, this is good, you know, but the hardcore fans, we, we already picked it up and we're already running with it, you know? Yeah. I I uh, remember, I remember watching Saw and I remember in my house 
um i had a bootleg copy actually and i remember sitting there watching that movie and i'm like okay what's this and then by the end of the film i was like oh shit <laughs> I, was, I was like okay this is what Bloomhouse is doing this is what they're giving people okay i see you <laughs> yeah it was pretty crazy um yeah and you know what like i think you'll notice like every five to ten years all of a sudden horror comes back and you know what it is like it's it's always when society is at its worst because people they don't want to live their real lives because they're so bad that they go home and they watch horror movies instead and it's so weird they're watching horror movies to escape the horrors of their real life you know <laughs> right and, uh, exactly yeah things are getting bad so like people are running to horror again it, it's pretty crazy uh good for me but uh yeah it's 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 just amazing how it works you know I love it. So let's get into some of these trailers that we're going to show here. And I'm going to let you go first. Uh, one of the first trailers I have queued up right now. And I'm going to let you talk about it, then you tell me when to show it. Mickey Mouse Trap. Oh. <laughs> so you, you want to tell me a little bit about it before we show it? Uh, you know what? This one, you were like, hey, what's coming out? And I was like, you know what? Steamboat Willie um, just went public domain so for the first time ever people can get their hands on mickey mouse and uh they've been sitting on this for a while and it's the day it went public domain they were like boom we got this for you and uh i, I think it's gonna be like winnie the pooh it's mm -hmm. gonna be such a weird thing that so many people know who mickey is that they're gonna watch this movie regardless of how good or bad it is like okay. we need to put and honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's the trailer right here, people. This is Mickey Mouse Trap coming to you on the booth exclusive. Here we go. These are the best party that we can throw. <laughs> I've seen some rejections in my time, but man, that was a good one. There's blood all over the jungle gym. Blood. Yes. horror movie. You never say, I'll be right back. Because then you don't.
back here broadcasting live and um i went to share my screen so these guys could see the see this and it, it blocked them out so they can't try it yeah. can't see it oh, okay so there we go hold on we're having issues tonight so i apologize people and That's we're okay. back here all right we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just show the trailers um but mickey mouse trap so as you said that steamboat willie the propriety the property the the copyright went public to the public domain they snatched up and that trailer that you just saw was mickey mouse trap so kevin yeah. your thoughts were you able to check out that trailer i have not okay we'll have to send that to you so you can check that <laughs> out and, it, and see how it is so we're going to alternate here for movies that we want to see this year in 2024 so i'm gonna i'm gonna start off with one that my brother actually sent first uh, my brother sent me yeah we talked about this trailer netflix just dropped the trailer for the brand new avatar series oh, okay so we're gonna drop this trailer for those who don't know airbender the last last avatar which was on nickelodeon it was one of the one of the highest rated nickelodeon animated shows um m night Shyamalan did a movie about this and a lot of people kind of bashed that version of the movie but i think i really i actually liked the airbender movie that he did i think Watch a lot of people I, I think a lot of Watch people <laughs> were kind of i think i don't know what they were expecting i i think a lot of people that went to see the movie they weren't familiar with the cartoon and that's why i think sometimes no no because the movie Go ahead, you... <laughs> no, don't sugar... no no don't don't mess with my avatar the movie was a hot-ass mess and it, it 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 wasn't the cartoon you can't squeeze the avatar lore yeah. in a movie and they yeah. tried to squeeze it. The the actors were horrible. I don't care how old they are. I don't care how fine they are now. They suck. But <laughs> this the the Netflix one looks promising. The downfall is the fact that the people who did the show backed out of the Netflix movie at the last minute, and people don't know why. And I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't sound too good. But the trailer looks good. But then again, you can make a any trailer look good if you take the right scenes and put them together what's well, a yeah so it's a it's yeah. a series so like you said a lot of people's biggest complaint was that the, the m night Shyamalan movie tried to squeeze too much in to the time frame whereas now netflix they're able to do a series and you know stretch it out the way it should. so here's the here's the trailer for last avatar here we go the fire nation is embarked on a dark path and the world might never recover. The world needs the Avatar. It needs you, Aang. The Fire Nation has destroyed everything in their path. is going to have any chance, it's going to need aim. Right. There goes the savior of the world. 
chase down every hint of the Avatar. It's my destiny. I'm not someone who can stop the Fire Nation. I don't want the responsibility. You don't have to do this alone. You have me, Tara, and a flying ball of fur. What more do you need? The world needs you. Remember what it is we're really fighting for. The ones we love. I'm the Avatar, and I'm gonna save the world. With my friends. So that is the last Airbender on February 22nd. I'm actually looking pretty forward to seeing this this series. Um, I was a big fan of the cartoon. The, the, the graphics look much better. When people had released the first teaser trailer, people were kind of pissed. Yeah, but people, here's the thing, common sense people. When they release a teaser trailer, Nothing's finalized yet. You're seeing it in its raw form. So stop getting on social media and complain. Uh, well, I can't say that because they did change Sonic so Sonic would look like the way he did because when they released the teaser trailer for Sonic and you he had a skinny-ass Sonic and everybody on <laughs> it, they lost their minds to the point where they had to pull it back and they had to make Sonic look like Sonic. And now it, it was one of the best things they ever did because... It was a huge hit, and they've already got a sequel coming for Sonic. So sometimes it is. I, well, actually, sometimes I feel like I feel like the movie studios do it on purpose because I feel like we're in an era where bad press is good press. I feel like they manipulate people into into doing these things to make things go viral because bad press is good press. Um, so you guys, your thoughts on the last Avatar trailer and. Uh, I'll, I'll start with Joshua because Kevin already gave his. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you look at that Mickey trailer and it's obviously low budget. And then you look at that Airbender trailer and you're like, that's where all your subscription money's going, right? Like, absolutely. Like that thing, uh, it looks really well done. Um, I was not a huge Airbender fan, but I watch it with the kids. So would I watch it if my kids want to watch it? Yeah. But I'm not interested enough to go out and look at it. But if it was on, I'd probably sit down and watch it, and then just be stuck, <laughs> and then be hooked because that's what happened before, you know. Uh, <laughs> happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, I don't like that, and then I sit down with the kids, and I'm like, Well, what are you getting up for? We got to watch the next episode. <laughs> so, if if this was on in my house, I I know just by looking at it, it's one of those things where I wouldn't put it on on purpose. But if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. Right, there we go. So now we're going to alternate back. We've got Horny Teenagers Must Die. This is a, a Red Band trailer, so you're going to see some nudity. You're probably going to see some uh, 
uh, some swearing and stuff, but it's horny te teenagers must die. This is another one sent to me by Joshua. Let him know about this before I play it. So uh, this one is a local guy in Massachusetts. His name's Dave. And uh, he um, we're actually going to be showing his film oh. uh, March 30th at Battlegrounds uh, in Lincoln, Rhode Island. It's Battlegrounds with a Z at the end. Yeah, it's going to be a free event. Um, it's going to he's going to be there. Some of the staff, like some of the uh, crew is going to be there some of the stars and we're going to do a meet and greet show the film and then do a Q and a, um, like I said, it's not a Hollywood picture, but it's a local guy with a lot of heart. And he's like, you know what? He made mad Z productions and he's like, let's go, let's make a movie. So that's why right. I sent it to you. Here we go. Here's the trailer. And it's pretty funny. It's got some funny stuff in it, but, um, horny teenagers must die. Here we go. And then Ralphie hacked up his sister while her boyfriend stood there and watched. They had him committed at some institution where I heard he likes to dress in women's clothes. Isn't there like a mental hospital somewhere around here? <laughs> There's a little weekend getaway you guys are going to. There are going to be drugs there? No, sir, not at all. I would never do drugs. Any drinking? No, 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 there won't be any drinking at all, sir. You kids plan on having sex this weekend? Sex? so gross. Can't you wait till you're alone? She's jealous because you want some of this. Alright, back here in the booth broadcasting live from the City of Champions. That was horny teenagers must die. It's a spoof of, you know, it's not like a spoof, but, it, you know, it's, it's pretty much a lot of your campus slasher type stuff going on there. Joshua, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is another one like we, I had seen him <clears throat> around for a while uh, and I, we were just talking and talking. I was like, dude, you got to show this. You got to show this. They finally got some sort of streaming deal. Um, and finally we just, he works a lot. I work a lot. Finally we hooked up and I was like, let's just show this movie, man. And he's like, absolutely. I don't think they've done a live showing of this movie at all. Mm -hmm. So they deserve it. You know what I mean? It's a local guy, right? Mass. I said, you know, the, the Rhode Island mass and Connecticut are so close. Like 
and so connected and like let's build the community and let's just do yeah. it you know it's all new england so, it's all part of new england yeah. you said you got a you got a couple of events coming up you i'll let you yeah so uh i haven't publicly announced this but i can do it now um literally uh got the final word today so march 23rd at rhode island college in providence i'm going to do a hard depot horror author con i've got maybe 30 to 50 spots um i've got a uh, some authors are pretty well known already lined up i can't drop any names Name yet but if you go to my social media they'll be there a lot of local writers uh i've got some comic book people i've got uh novelists i've got magazines all from mass connecticut rhode island and a couple of other names from outside of the area so that's the big announcement like that i unveiled on your show march 23rd horror depot horror author convention um looks like it's going to be probably about five bucks to get in so it's fairly cheap they have a cafe obviously it's in the college so with that many vendors being there and that many good authors like well worth it you know nice so i've got i've got award winners going so i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with it uh and that i'll just leave that there um and then the next big event that i have locked i did this last year i'm gonna do it again this year is the dark arts festival august 10th and that looks like i'm gonna have about 75 vendors um and that's tattoo artists local artists authors filmmakers uh looks like i'm gonna have possibly a play this year a couple of live performances short films uh possibly some panels of uh well-known to do people and possibly a few surprised guests so the dark arts festival is also at battlegrounds in lincoln rhode <clears throat> island uh and that's august 10th so all of this stuff's going to be up on all my social medias and of course you guys let me know when you come and uh you i'll slide you guys in for free <laughs> nice nice i'll <laughs> but, be down uh, anyway like, i'll still I'll, come down yeah it looks like uh that's going to be about five bucks to get in as well um and this year it, it's going to be 10 times bigger than it was last year so last year we had a film festival and 55 vendors this year we're going to up that to probably minimum <laughs> 75 vendors uh, I've already got a couple of short films locked down and um, some big time entertainment and possibly some higher end guests to sign autographs and things. Um, nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. So we're going to get guys, back. And, and, and the guys from Mark of the Weirbeard are going to be at the Dark Arts. Yeah. Uh, the yeah? So the guys on Mark of the Weirbeard have not put out uh, physical copies of the film yet. They're still in the final stages of editing we did a kind of a pre-screener was the was the show so they're going to tighten up the film more and then release the actual physical copies at the dark arts festival so that's exciting mm. okay okay so what i'm going to do now we're going to alternate going to get into my three my three picks i'm going to we're going to go with my first pick um I've got a lot of movies that I'm anticipating and waiting for for 2024. The Godzilla Kong, 
I'm waiting for. There's a, there's a ton of movies, but the one thing that I've noticed right now in Hollywood is the emergence of new studios. A24. If you guys are not familiar yeah. with A24, oh, that's my studio. Yeah, A24, Iron Claw, they're, they're killing it right now. Um, Jay-Z has a controversial movie coming out. And Bleecker Street, Bleecker Street, and this is going to be my first film trailer that I'm going to show you before I get into the A24. All three of these movies are controversial. And, and all three of these movies, the reason why I put these as my most anticipated is because it's the climate of our country right now. And I want to show these to you. Bleecker Street is about to release this movie called ISS. Now, in a day where people are complaining about Hollywood not being original and not giving us originality and something well thought out, Bleecker Street says, well, I got something for you called ISS, International Space Station. Oh, this one looks good. The premise of this movie is insane. So as you all know, the, up in space, we have this space station that we all know that astronauts and scientists, they go up in there and they stay on the International Space Station for six months. As you guys remember that there was this repair that they had to work together, the Russian cosmonauts and the American astronauts, they're scientists. Well, guess what? While these scientists, three from Russia and three from the U.S. are up there in the ISS, World War III breaks out. And they can actually see the destruction of the world happening from the space station. But not only is this happening, both countries realize that the last stand to rule communications is that space station. So the Russian government and the American government give their scientists and their cosmonauts the orders to kill those three on the other side and take over the space station. When I saw this plot, they showed this trailer before Godzilla. I said, I'm in. I'm all in. This is yeah. this is a crazy plot. This is like the movie Alien, where the suspense, I have a feeling that the suspense for this movie is going to be off the chain. You're not going to know who's going to die, who's going to be the last one left. Um, the major character in this film is a, a, a Latino actress who... Her first film was West Side Story, the remake. So here's the trailer from Bleecker Street, one of the new studios. ISS is the trailer. And here you go, people. You've been asking for something original. Here it is. I think it's just a superstition. Welcome! Let's go! 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 Let's Wait a minute, what the what? hell is going on down there? Oh, whoa. We gotta get out now, guys. Let's <gasps> get out. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, I'm here to get 
You center you read. War has broken out below. And we were told to take the ISS by any means necessary. If we got orders from our government to take control, What do you suggest we do now? The Russians got the same orders as us. And they just struck first. Struck first. More truly, we're evolved. This is gonna be damn good. So that was that was ISS yeah. Bleecker Street. And like I said, the movies that I chose are all movies that are headed, you know, for the climate of this country. And like my brother, we were just talking about these new studios. Um I've got an A24 trailer coming up, and they actually just released A24 just put out two horror movies that are doing very well. The one with the hand that you sent me the trailer. Talk and I'm me. here. Yeah. Wasn't that an A24 film? I Was that one, Joshua? What, what, which one was that? Talk, Talk to, me. to me. Was that A24? You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Because I, 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 I thought it was an A24 film. Or is it, it or is been. it the pool movie? Is it the pool movie an A24 movie? I haven't I haven't seen that one. No, I think that's I, a Bloomhouse one. Oh, yes, it is. It is a Bloomhouse. And for me, I'm like, I don't get this. You, you've got a, a haunted pool. How, yeah, Bloomhouse needs to really sell me on this one because I saw the trailer and I was kind of like, you don't, you don't got me on it. The Marco Polo haunted pool thing. And here's the <laughs> thing: this will probably end up being some type of cult classic. This this friggin' pool movie. Talk um, to me is a twenty four. By the way, it was. Yep. Yeah. Now you did you see that, Kevin? Talk to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You said it was. You said it was pretty, and you really weren't liking American horror for a little while. Talk so to the, me is Australian, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, talk to me is an Amer is an American film. It's a um, it's a foreign film. That's Wait, why. I so like let it. let's let's get into this because right now some of the good horror movies are coming from and thanks to the streaming sites, you know, thanks to Netflix, thanks to Paramount, thanks to all these streaming sites, we're getting to see a lot of movies from outside America. We've got some African movies that have been on Netflix that are just bona fide hits. African filmmaking is different than American filmmaking. Um, African horror movies are different than American horror. Um, Australian. What did you notice different about this Australian horror film versus an American horror film? Well, one thing, for one, is they took the humor out. There's no slapstick, no Bruce Campbell, no Reggie Bannister type characters. It's strictly, it's a horror film. There's no... You know, they take the situation completely serious. You know, there's nobody, there's no banter, there's nothing that's going back and forth, and they take possession to a different level. But um, you just have to see it. You just have to see it. But um, 
it's it's a damn good movie. And I think it's streaming on Hulu, I think. Ooh. I think it is. Well, I'll, I'll have to check it out because uh, we're, we're, warm weather's coming back around and movie nights will be starting back up in the backyard. And um, I'll be hosting some movie nights here. I've already said by the time the warm weather comes around, Godzilla Minus One should be on a streaming site and that will be the first movie night here. I told everybody yeah. I'll be inviting everybody to the house. I'm going to put the big screen up. My son's got me a brand new 4K projector for the backyard that I can't wait to unleash. And I'm going to hook nice. them up to my DJ speakers. So I'll have uh, 5,000 watts of speaker power for this movie for Godzilla Minus One in the backyard. I'll put some stuff on the grill. Bring your own. <laughs> but um, that's probably going to be the off, first movie. Pissed off neighbors? <laughs> no, my neighbors are pretty My neighbors are pretty cool when I have movie nights. Um, we did... We did, we did, um, the last really good movie we did in the backyard was, um, I mean, we did a few, but the last real good movie we did sound-wise was, um, Army of the Dead, um, that was on Netflix, which caught me off guard, because I was very surprised at how good that movie was, Army of the Dead. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that, and that was Zack Snyder's first time doing, um, a zombie film, and he, I think he did pretty good, I think he did pretty good. Um, Batista did pretty good in the main role. Kind of sucked. He died at the end, but it is what it is. <laughs> Batista's underrated, man. He's actually, like, not a bad actor at all. He's not. He's, he's, he's an actor, right. man. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, but because he's done he was well. a wrestler, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's Batista. You know? Well, here's and, the thing, and, 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 and just not to, not to diverse, but I feel like... A lot of your wrestlers are good actors. You know why? And I feel it. The Rock and all these guys, Hulk Hogan and Rocky Three. People tend to forget that when these guys are doing Raw, SmackDown, all these events and all these things, that's all improv. How yeah. do you become a great actor? Impro you're, some improv. of your best actors are improv. So when you say, oh my God, why are they bringing a wrestler in? A wrestler can improvise. The Rock, all these people, they, they can act. John Cena. Another one, it's that improv, the, be, the, the ability to sell a story to hundreds of people watching and people in attendance at the 60,000. WrestleMania is coming up. One of the biggest events of all time. WrestleMania is coming up this year. Keith, they have to be able to sell. Keith, not to interrupt you, but um, Joshua has some um, backyard wrestling experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, Keith. <laughs> oh, I, I got I I actually have the backyard wrestling DVDs that had come out. See? You did wow. that crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. See? When I was like sixteen. So I, here's the story. The first time I I I got clean and sober, I was sixteen. I went to rehab and I needed something. Um, so I started. Uh, some kids were wrestling in the backyard, and I'm a pretty decent sized guy. I didn't have the beard, uh, but I had the long hair. I have a look. I'm fairly built guy. And they were like, I was like 16. They're like, Hey, come and wrestle. And, uh, so I did. And, uh, we, I, I did it for about two years, three years. Um, and it got, so I got so good that I ended up, I, and I don't want to say I was good cause I was terrible. I didn't know anything about anything, but then I did a couple of independent shows, um, and, you know, the guys that were training me kept dropping me on my head. They were getting drunk all the time. I was getting in fights with the trainers and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, from like 16 to maybe 
18, 19, uh, I, I did some backyard wrestling and then I tried to get into pro wrestling. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just didn't. And I knew I wasn't that good. So I wasn't going to make a, a lifetime out of that, you know, so. <laughs> so stick with the movie. So we're go- let's, let's get into the next trailer. Cause we're at eight o'clock. We still got a few stuff we can go over. It's my show. So I don't care. Um, <laughs> so the next trailer that that's going to go to him, we're going to, like I said, we're alternating graveyard shock. Oh yeah. Yeah. This, this is a good one. Uh, I actually, I'm going to go up to Northern New York, uh, in the spring and shoot a scene in this movie where I get oh. killed by the shark. It's, it's um, called Graveyard Shark. Yeah, Graveyard, Graveyard Shark. shark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super psyched because I I yeah, like I have a fondness for shark movies. Um, and it's almost like the worse the shark movie, the more I like it. <laughs> so uh yeah, I watch so many shark movies. I do a World Shark Day countdown almost every year. I just love it. Um, so being in a shark movie and getting to be killed, like, wait till you see it, it, the shark, it's mutated. It comes on land. It looks awesome. I can't wait. It reminds me of the Saturday live, the Saturday night live skit, land shark. (laughs) So here it is. Here's the trailer. Here we go. Here's the trailer for graveyard shark. You have information regarding the graveyard shark. You seem like a smart little girl. So if I were you, I'd use that brain of yours and get the hell up out this town while your life and your limbs are still intact. Because I've seen the graveyard shark. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen him with my own two eyes. He's evil. He's unstoppable. He's an abomination. But I don't care. I'm not gonna run away. I'm not a coward. And I made a promise to myself. I couldn't live with myself if I did nothing but hide behind a bottle from all the monsters in this world. So I'm gonna go do something about it. Oh, what the fuck? unearthed films and stuff yep so but as I- we were talking that was the trailer for graveyard shock and, w- and one of the things we were talking about i know a lot of people are seeing these trailers and they're probably like wow these are campy trailers but people you you forget you're at a time right now where you know a lot of these movies movie studios wouldn't throw cash at them they wouldn't they really they really wouldn't throw cash at them movie studios had their their plan and what they wanted to do but this is why i love streaming sites this is why i love the tubies this is why yeah. i love all these streaming sites because these sites are giving a lot of creative directors producers writers an outlet to where they can say okay f you paramount f you this f you i'm gonna go to a tubi i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go to some of these other streaming sites that are gonna take this chance on me and 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 put this product out there 
Um, you see a lot of funding now, different type of crowdsourcing funding sites now where people are getting, you know, you can see it in real time and throw a little bit of money towards a project. And, you know, they give you, you know, some of these projects still throw in a, a director's chair with your name on it or a T-shirt. Um, you'll get the exclusive DVD or jump drive when the movie comes out. Um, you'll get to go to the premiere or you'll, some of them I seen, one of them I seen it, they'll give you a copy of the script in PDF format. Um, so, you know, your thoughts, you know, you've been involved with this, your thoughts of, of movies like this and, and this explosion of streaming sites, which is allowing a lot of people who would never be seen, be seen. Magic, magic. Uh, so that's the number one thing that keeps my business going is working with independent people. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the guys just have a dream and they're like, I just want to do it. And they make it happen. Like you, it's, it's capitalism at its finest. Like if you have a dream, you work hard at it, you go out and you get it. And if it fails, you gave it a shot, you know, but something like this, I love the idea now where everybody in a community, you could see something like they're in Northern New York, man. And I just reached out to him. I was like, Hey, what can I do to help you? And now I'm going to be in the movie. So it doesn't get like better than that when dudes are really just like really into what they're into. And you're like, Hey, if there's anything I could do, the next thing, you know, you start talking to these people and then like, look at me, I'm definitely not Hollywood. Right. But I got to, you know, right. And that's the other thing too. People don't realize this too. There's another, there's another little part of this that is making this stuff accessible. Um, back in the day, yeah. a lot of people didn't have access to the streaming editing software and, and you didn't have the quality of cameras. You didn't have access. You, you needed three to four to $5,000. Now you could shoot a virtual great film on your iPhone 15, you know, phone. Um, and then with the editing software, I, I pay, I pay $50 a month for Adobe Premiere cloud, creative cloud, Adobe creative cloud, 50 bucks. That gives me everything to make a movie, a full-fledged movie. I can get transitions, I can get special effects. So now you've got all these people who don't need to have a movie company backing them. They can do what they can and learn what they need to do and produce their own film. And then you just get it to one of these streaming sites. Like I said, you know, there's a, there's a lot of them out there. My brother has Shudder. And you look at how many projects that you see on Shudder that probably would have never seen the light of day, but because you've got this horror streaming site, Kevin, you're familiar with Shudder. How many things have you seen on Shudder? And does Shudder have a lot of international different stuff from around the world type horror stuff? They they do, um, but I would actually say that, I mean, over Shudder, I would say Tubi is good because Tubi actually has access to old things that you would not even see that would never put on DVD or will never be on Netflix, will never be on Shutter, like really old school stuff. Like one of Josh's loves, he loves SOV. Shot on video. And I was going through things on Amazon. And I'm thinking, oh, I should go out and buy these. I'm like, wait a second, let me check, you know, let me do a Roku movie. Yeah. And they're all on Tubi. I'm thinking, I just saved myself what a DVD is what 20 bucks? 20 bucks mm -hmm. or 30 bucks? I can watch them on Tubi. And they will never see the light of day on Shutter because they're kind of cheap and you won't you definitely won't see them on Netflix. Yeah. But you'll see them on on Tubi. They might not have the best quality, but you can see them. And and Josh loves SOV. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird how 
a movie from the 1980s just happens to get up there. You know, uh, Sledgehammer was one of the first, if not the first, shot on video. And it was on, I, I just happened to put on Tubi and I looked for the VHS forever. You couldn't get it yeah. back in the day. And, uh, you know, then DVDs came out, it still wouldn't come out. And then I turned on Tubi one day and there it is. And I was like, what the? I searched for 25 years to find this. <laughs> and, and there they, it and is they don't on it. And they don't advertise it or anything. Nope. Just sitting there. So, and it's uh, free. And Tubi's free. Yeah, yeah, these streaming yeah. sites, I, I give them all the credit in the world. They don't pay a lot of money to for your movie, but the the not- like you still get to have your movie out there and those movies are being watched. And that's the idea with the movie, you know, so. And I love it, you know, and it, it's great because, you know, sometimes I'm in the mood to see an old classic and I just do I go on the Roku, like Kevin said, you do a search and you find out where that movie is for free. Um, I was in the mood to watch Maniac Cop which my brother hated growing up. Oh my, he, he hated that. He, he hated the scene where they actually stab him and, and, and slice his face up in the bathroom. My brother hated the, the music. He hated everything about it. And it, it's funny, but that was, Mania Cup was one of uh, my most favorite movies. Um, You're going to play classics. that in the backyard and invite Kevin over, yeah, right? Yeah, and then um, another <laughs> cult classic Another cult classic we saw down here at the East Side Cinema. We went. We, we used to have this East Side Cinema that used to show movies that a lot of movies. And I remember we went down to see Demons, which was a, um, a Dargento film, which, you know, Demons and Reanimator. Movies like Demons, Reanimator, those were the movies that really... Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. They brought that gore aspect. That's when the gore is really coming at you and it was really thought of um i don't even think people realize the impact that demons truly made in cinema i don't think people realize how historic that film was just in just the camera shots um the mood that it set you know certain movies come along and they change it you know there's another movie 28 days later um was another one you know it came along and it kind of british you know filming it, it just changes everything as you know it i like that's what i like about certain horror films um you talk about that stuff that's what i'm talking about <clears throat> so let's see let me see here got you just did graveyard shock so we're gonna go to one of mine <clears throat> and i'm gonna show this trailer we just talked about it a24 A24 is this new movie studio. I got to look up and see who's really the backers of this A24 studio. I also believe A24 is responsible for the Iron Claw wrestling film that just came out, which Chavo Guerrero, I'm hearing Chavo Guerrero is being nominated for an award, and he may be nominated for an Academy Award. Um, Chavo Guerrero did all the wrestling choreography for Iron Claw, which I was unaware of. So, um, and now they're saying that because he did so well and everybody was so happy, they're talking about making a film about Chavo Guerrero and the Guerrero family. And they're coming up through, through the wrestling world. So this trailer, and like I said, the movies I picked are movies that are thinking about this climate. And then I'm going to get everybody's thoughts on this because this film is called Civil War. And Kristen Dunn, who you guys remember from Spider-Man and stuff. She's in this film. She is a war. She's a media war photographer. She's been to 
all these places, all these horrible places to cover wars. And civil war breaks out here in the U.S. She has to cover a war in her own country. Um, but this is, I, I, I can't say enough. I, there's not much I could say, but you just have to see it. And I can tell you right now, if you look at the climate of this country right now, you're going to look at yourself and you say, holy Christ, I got to chill up my spine for good reason. So here's the trailer from A24, his Civil War, and we're going to get everybody's thoughts after this. Here we go. 19 states have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything. I'm just aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. What if? Every time I survived the war song, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? You don't know? <laughs> the Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! Move, move, move! You're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Go, 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 go! God bless America. It's craziness. It's scary. Um, so we're back here. Civil War. I, it's a thought-provoking. I, I don't think I can say anything about this trailer other than I have to see it. It's my must-see, most anticipated film. When you see this trailer, that's what this country is on the verge of right now, to be honest. it's We're, we're right there. Another movie that you can look at and say, holy shit, we're almost right there. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Joshua, because you said you and your wife looked. You you guys had no words. You were just like, yeah. "That's going on the calendar." <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, I had talked about this with my wife for a while, like uh, with the last election and then uh, the the storming of the um, capital, yep. and everything. And I was like, "We we like it's so funny. You look at America's history. If we don't have somebody to fight." We just fight ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
history proves that repeatedly some way, some, somehow mm-hmm. we're, we, we have to fight somebody or we just fight each other. And uh, we're at the point where we're not really fighting anybody anymore because we pretty much can control whatever we want at this point. And uh, so we, me and my wife talk about these things uh, here and there. And it, when we, we saw this trailer together and we just stopped and we looked at each other and we were like, we got to see this. Like, and it, and we didn't say it out loud. We just knew like this, this is like, this is a scary, scary movie. I, I feel know? like, I, I feel like this is one of those movies that you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show it and then maybe have some type of discussion around it afterwards. I feel like yeah. this is something if you could get a, if you could get your hands on this film, man, and show it at your place. And then tell everybody that there's going to be a Q&A with audience members. I think, I hate to say this, but I, I think you're going to have a lot of people show up. And I think your question and answer session would be would be crazy, I think. Would be just in, insane. <laughs> it would be a civil war right in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, think, I, think, I, don't, I don't think it would be a civil war in the theater. I think it's something that I think if we watch, I think it's going to open people's eyes and make you think. Hopefully it's something yeah. that's going to make you think and not inspire you. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is very yeah, thought provoking. It's it's easy to talk hate, um, but it's not easy when your your kids are facing other children and it's and you, they actually have to fight for their lives, right? Like then it's a completely different story. You can talk hate all you want when it comes right down to something like a civil war and you, you you're going to kill each other. Then it's oh my god, my kids are right here like this is what could happen to my kids then they it's put kids yeah and they put kids in this yeah. film so you're gonna you're gonna see this whole aspect and like i said the one scene in this movie that that sends a chill up my spine is the guys got them on their knees and the guy's like we're americans and the guys like, well what kind and i'm like holy yeah. shit Ooh. like that shit's deep right there kevin <laughs> yeah kevin your well, thoughts I'll see it i'll see it you know like it's not you know my usual type of movie i go see you know there's no superheroes no demonic possession no wire work but um something like this is really disturbing because it's one of those ones where it uplifts america's comfort and it's like well what would you do if this was on your doorstep we're so used to hearing about wars and things happening oh that happens in germany oh that happens here that happens there not on your doorstep and then when it happens on your doorstep then what do you do when does your friend become your enemy your enemy become your friend and what are you actually fighting for and do you realize what you are fighting for so it's going to be interesting. So um, I think that comes out in April. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm, yeah. I, I'm actually going to be using this trailer. I, I might even, you know, last year, a couple of years ago, I was able to rent the movie theater. And, you know, we did the Godzilla Kong. We rented the theater for that. We rented the theater for Mortal Kombat. We did that. This might be one that I might, I might, I might think about doing it and then hosting the question and answer afterwards just to just to kind of feel people out and have that this and have that discussion with people because the movie comes out in april and and the elections are in november and you know i think it's a great discussion to have before we head off to this this presidential vote in 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 november i think it's a great great discussion to have um people need to wake up people really need to wake up we're, yeah we're, yeah we're way yeah, too I think, we're way too comfortable and we're way too sensitive to the point where it's like well when something really happens what are you going to do? You can't right. hide. You can't hide. You can't get on social media and ask for help. <clears throat> no, you have to fend for yourself. And if yeah. something like that happens in America, it's you're screwed. All that, yeah, all that crap is, you know, this ain't no Red Dawn. There's no Wolverines coming. <laughs> right. 
because that was the last real American American so called war movie we had here was was Red Dawn. So this that is different. This is yeah. 80. This was Civil War. So all right. So we're gonna flip it now. We're gonna alternate. Curse of the Weird Deer is the next one. Is there any connection of this film to the Weird Beard, or is this two separate? Yeah, two separate things. Um, this one was filmed last year in Tennessee um, with my buddy Ben and uh, Derek, Joe. They uh, they came together for it, and I got to be in it. Um, you'll see me in the trailer. I'm in a red squid oh. suit, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can't miss the beard. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one was a wild, wild movie out in the boondocks of Tennessee. We, were, we filmed in Westmoreland. And uh, if you never heard of Westmoreland, no, I did. There was a movie. There was a movie where Westmoreland was 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 the was the location. Really? I, I I'm gonna have to look it up. There was a movie where Westmoreland is in this film, and I forget what movie it was. It was back in the day. Westmoreland was the location yeah. of of this film. So, uh, I'll have to I'll have to Google that. We did go to Nashville for a couple of shots. Uh, did we go to Nashville? I think we yeah, in uh, Gallatin and a couple other places. But uh, yeah, it's a wild movie. It's a trauma movie. So uh, it's like the newest trauma movie. They're going to finish editing Ooh. it by March. The sound was off. We did one show, uh, two showings, one in Tennessee, one at uh, the trauma, trauma dance, I think it was, in New York. Mm-hmm. And they're going for final edits, and it should be done by March, and the release will be uh, April or May. So I'm super stoked about that. Probably have some available at the Dark Arts Festival on uh, August 10th. So Okay. So so before I show the trailer, just real quick mention, you mentioned trauma. Um, People forget another anticipated movie of 2024 that I would have had on my list is the remake, the reboot of Toxic Avenger. Which is coming out this yeah. year. So, um, yeah. but isn't that's not Troma's not doing that? Isn't that Bloomhouse doing um, Toxic Avenger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you talk to Lloyd Kaufman who runs Troma. He's like, I made more money on them remaking my movie than I've ever made on the actual no movie. movie. <laughs> I bet, I bet, I bet that's I bet that yeah. that's another one of the um, Toxic Avenger was one of those. Those cult classics. That was. I mean, my brother was obsessed with that Toxic Avenger movie yeah. forever. Well, 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 trauma in general. Because back in the day, you know, basically horror was what paid, made video stores so popular was the horror section. That's what. Yeah. Blew, that's what made horror what it is today was the video stores. Because none of those movies were shown in the theaters. We only saw them on the video stores. Yeah, they became so, these cult classics. I'll- I'll let you guys in on a secret. Uh, I know a lot of people that work in trauma. Obviously, I was just in a trauma movie. So they're ramping up production of all toxic Avenger stuff, like Ooh. toys, uh, like skateboards, sneakers, like everyone's posting because when the remake comes out, they're going to look for the toys. They're going to look for everything. Where are they going to go? All they're the going to go to trauma. <laughs> they're finally going to make money off this movie. <laughs> yeah, because they did try oh. to release Toxic Avenger action figures when they came out, and it they kind of it was again it was just a cult classic. You found them in New England comics and maybe Newberry comics. You found those characters, but yeah. they really didn't blow up the way they would. So here's the trailer for Curse of the Weird Deer. Here we go. Shit. 
shithouse production. In so. these woods was a monster. Can't shut down hunting today, Mr. Warden. Yeah, it's doe day. It's the one day of the year we get to hunt the lady deer. Yeah. Pot man, pot deer. There ain't no weird deer. There ain't no windy dagos, and there ain't no monsters. <laughs> Beware the woods! Now you have fun this weekend on your bachelor party hunt trip, but you best come back to me in one piece. And if I don't, will you still marry me? If you are bitten, you too will become a monster. You alright, buddy? <laughs> you dude! <laughs> Your obsession with killing is driving you all mad. Your story doesn't make any goddamn sense. Nobody saw or heard nothing. You think I'm a homo or something? I think you might be gay. Best friends. Are we ready to get out there and murder all them furry and fluffy creatures from God? Not to eat, but for the sport. Now let's kill some fucking deer! Sounds like they're having fun over there. Curse of the Weird Deer. <laughs> yeah. Trauma, gore, and nudity. <laughs> yeah. Um, th this one should come with a warning. I'll tell you the first uh, 10 minutes of this movie. Um, like, people had like were on the ground laughing hysterically um just over the top gore within the first 10 minutes and uh people like i don't want to ruin it but if you do watch it within the first 10 minutes sets the tone for the entire movie and if you make it through the first 10 minutes you're either gonna hate it or you're gonna love it um it is wild it's wild trauma. it's trauma you gotta love it yeah yeah <laughs> if you don't know what to expect from trauma then you're not a trauma fan and i love trauma because it it i love trauma because they always have the practical effects and stuff like that and i saw you yep. dance as a lot i saw you dancing in the lobster outfit it was a squid was it a squid or <laughs> or <the lobster? laughs> yeah I'll tell you what, what, like it was hot outside and that thing was fleece and I, I I took all my clothes off. I was naked in that thing. That thing was just dripping with sweat by the end of the day. It was nasty. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's great. That's great stuff. And we're at 828. So perfect timing. So we're going to get into this last discussion of this film. I'm going to just show the trailer. I'm going to let people assume what they think they're going to assume, and then I'm going to let you know what the real deal is about this movie. This movie is uh, called The Book of Clarence. And I'm just going to show you the trailer. I'm going to let you think what it is. A lot of people out here, religious people, are mad. You know, they're saying this is blasphemous. Um, the financial backer for this film is Jay-Z. I'm going to show you guys the trailer, and then we're going to get into what this trailer is and why. I hate to say this, and the religious people are going to hate me. But 
I think this is ingenious, and I'm going to explain why afterwards. So here's the trailer for the Book of Clarence. Here we go. I'm here to enlighten you. I'm Clarence. Where I'm from, you fight to survive. I'm not a bad person. Just playing the cards I was dealt. Mom, one day I'm going to get you out of here. I have a plan. What are we doing here? Jesus lives there. I want to be like that in 10 years. I want to be like that now. I need to figure out what inspires him. I can just replicate what he does. Imagine the money people will give us. Hallelujah. Holy shit, I get high as Buddha. Put you on that highway to heaven like I'm your Uber. Oh, dead one, open your eyes. Elijah. What are you trying to prove? And I'm not a nobody. You find fate, and you will find all the answers. When you see me, say hallelujah. Parents, you are guilty of the crime fraud for your own ill-gotten gains. If you give me Jesus of Nazareth, I will let you walk free. And I will give you power, wealth. You'll be somebody. I die before I give him up to Rome. Then death it is. Uh, my congregation gonna operate like a corporation. I want my flowers and flower vases. I want carnations. I want begonias. I want petunias and flower plumes. Run! Cause I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. Lance, in spite of your selfish ways, there's a beautiful soul in there somewhere. Hallelujah, and I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth. I'm a god, so when you see me, say hallelujah. I'm destined to be here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. Damn. Hallelujah, baby. Yeah. Uh. All right. So that is the book of Clarence. And it's actually already in theaters. And there's a lot of religious people. They're pissed off at Jay-Z. They're upset at Jay-Z. They're pissed that he put his money behind such a blasphemous movie. And for me, I'm a huge movie buff. And being a huge movie buff means I love when you get a director and a visionary who takes a thought and says, you know what? Everybody's been too scared to do this. Let's do this. Let me find the financial backer. He found the financial backer in Jay-Z. He's putting this big motion picture out. And when you look at the book of Clarence, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, that, that, that's Jesus and Jesus is black. And you see some people, they're mad about it, thinking that Clarence is Jesus. No, Jesus is, Jesus is in this film. But Clarence isn't Jesus. Jesus is in this film. Clarence, for those who haven't realized this, Clarence in this film is actually the devil. If you read your Bible and you know your Bible, the devil envied. Jesus. He envied Jesus so much that he wanted to be like Jesus. Hence, Clarence. For me, I look at this film and I see people saying it shouldn't be shown, it should be banished. No. What gives you the right to say that we can have the Bible, we can have the Ten Commandments, we can have all these movies, the Jesus of Nazareth, we can have all these movies about Jesus Christ. We can have all these movies made out through the years with Jesus Christ. You can't make a movie about the origin of the devil? 
who are you to say? And I have, I have my belief in God. I have my belief in God. I believe in religion. But I also believe in people's right. And who are you to say that we can't have a movie about the origin of the devil? I think it's ballsy filmmaking. I think for someone to come out and make a film like this at this time and age, I think it's ballsy as hell. I, I, I commend Jay-Z. And I, I hate to say this, but I think I would line up to see this movie. Um, just because I want to see how it's done. I, I think it's a visionary thing. Kevin? Um, it's going to have a better soundtrack than The Passion of the Christ. Jeez. I'll bake head bounce the devil more and now say a prayer for Jesus. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I when I saw the trailer for it, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, one thing I saw the trailer for it, and I saw, you know, it was a lot. There was a lot of pepper, not not, not, not a lot of salt, a lot of pepper. And I'm thinking, okay, that's gonna set, upset a lot of people. And then I saw it was about Jesus. I'm thinking, oh, okay. And then I saw, you know, there was a lot of pepper in the theater. I'm thinking, well, this is gonna be interesting because you know when you go to see a movie theater and the, the theater is kind of diverse. You know, people be whispering and oh, with all these black people, what's this? Black Panther three and all. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ch I'm gonna check it out. You know that thing they're gonna smell like weed, like anybody's business. <laughs> the, Dude, the edibles will be eaten that night. <laughs> the funny thing is, is yeah. I, I want to see people's, I want to see people's expressions, because there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna go see this movie and think this movie's about Jesus. And I want to be able to see yeah. their expressions when they really realize what this movie's about, because that's going to be, that's going to be the kicker with this film. I think is there's a lot of people going into this thinking that it's about Jesus, and it's not. It's absolutely not about Jesus. It's Josh, about what are your thoughts? Uh, you know what? Religious people, uh, uh, I I hate to say it, a lot of religious people, uh, they have their expectation of religion. Um, you know, just Jesus being not white is offensive and um like you point out the fact like he's in the middle east the bible says he's ugly like it's in there if you read it and he's in the middle east he ain't white like nobody in the middle east has white skin they're brown and people get offended and like it, people are going to be offended no matter what this movie does really and uh I, I think it'll go, do good just because it it's it's a good story. Like it looks like it's a really interesting story. Well, um, as as a and, guy who's involved with a lot of filmmakers, I got to ask you this: Why do you think it took so long for somebody to have the balls to make something like this? Why did it take this long? I mean, we've yeah. we've had Jesus movies since the fifties. So why what? Yeah, why does it take? Why do you think it took this long? Uh, if you look at uh, churches. Uh, churches are at an all-time low and religion is at an all-time low in society right now. Whether that's a statement on society or not, it's the truth. Uh, the younger generation, mm. they're not going to church. They're they're not growing up religious unless they're being homeschooled by their parents and almost brainwashed at this point. And I, I don't want to say brainwashed, but religious people taking their kids away from society and raising them themselves so they can instill their values of that religion. Um, that's really the only way that these kids are really getting religion now. It's it's not in schools. 
uh, you look at society and they, a lot of young children or even teenagers have really negative views of religious people because they're older and they're close minded and they don't accept or whatever. So it's not like it used to be. Um, when, when the country was first founded, the people that came were obviously Northern European or European and that, that was their culture, but that has, that has died away drastically now and churches are going under like left and right. And that's the truth. So now's mm. the perfect time to make it because you're not going to get the backlash that you would have even 10 years ago. Um, never mind in the fifties or the sixties. So. Well, you talked about, you <laughs> mentioned the passion of Christ, which people don't remember, but the passion of yeah. Christ, the religious people actually tried to block that movie from even being shown yes. in the movie, the movie theaters. William Defoe became pretty much a household name because of that movie, the passion of yeah. Christ, um, because it was, yeah. it was such an uproar, um, against that film, um, that they that people were pissed. You know, oh, how dare you make this film after Charles Charlton Heston put you know Jesus and everything on the map with the Ten Commandments? Which Commandments, don't yeah. get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Ten Commandments and Charlton Heston was a badass film. That was oh, I hate to say that. that to be honest, when you look when I look at Ten Commandments, that was an action film. When you look at Ten Commandments with yeah. Charlton Heston. That was a religious action film. Remember when that when when he he you know he told you Brenna. You know, it's coming. And remember the darkness came down the streets and took everybody's firstborn. He parted the Red Sea. All that, that was an action film. That was an that was a hidden action film behind people's back. But I, what you just said was just incredible because I, I really, I don't think there's nothing I could say about why this film is making the noise that it's going to make right now. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I don't think there's any way that I could explain that other than what you just said. Religion itself is hypocritical. You know, a lot of the reasons why these churches and stuff are closing up is because they're still paying lawsuits for the molestations that happen. Let's be honest here. Um, black Southern churches down South are under fire because they're taking all this money and now all these priests and, 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 and reverends of all these Southern black churches are being exposed for sleeping with all these women in the congregation and, 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 and all this stuff that's going on. So you've, you're seeing all this stuff. Um, there was a, there was a documentary film about where your money's going to these super churches, um, which was real yeah. scary. I forget, I forget the guy who made the documentary film, but when you watch this film and he talks about all this money being funneled into these super churches, which is now being funneled into backing certain political people is, is scary and it's crazy. You know, people are working two, three jobs and giving ten percent. Me and my brother grew up with someone whose family was so involved with Jesus, he got his first job as a teenager. And I remember my brother telling me, Yeah, he has to give ten percent of his check to the Lord. What? Yeah. What Oh, I remember that. I'm sitting there thinking, Who's he talking about? And I'm thinking, Oh, that fool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's called the tide. You you have to do that if you join a church. Right. Won't uh, let me borrow money, but we'll give money to Jesus. And Jesus don't got a bank account. He ain't got no savings account. He ain't got no debit card. <laughs> <laughs> Take that church, close it down, turn it to a club. <laughs> club Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Club Christ. Oh, man. So that was, yep, that trailer was the book of Clarence. And um, that's it. That's our most anticipated movies for 2024. Um, 
again, you know, it's great having these guys on. Joshua, let them know how they can follow you and, and check you out, man. Uh, Yahara Depot. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is Yahara Depot one. Uh, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, TikTok, uh, all those social medias. Uh, the website is should be launched within the week. Uh, touching up a few things. Um, and of course, like all the events, if you're a vendor or you have a movie you want to be shown, reach out to me on any of the social medias. I do have event space open at the author convention, March 23rd, and I have vendor space available August 10th for the Dark Arts Festival. So, um, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, Kevin? Um, not a damn thing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Just working and being nosy, and that's about it. Not well, I mean, so so in May, and and then I can't, I I won't be here. I'm actually going to be at the Slingshot Convention down in um in Maggie Valley. But the week that I'm in Maggie Valley here in Boston, which I wish I was here for, they usually have a zombie fest where people dress up like zombies and they walk around the city of Boston. Well, this year they've added this new thing, <clears throat> and it's going to be here in Boston. It's zombies. Versus vampires with a little scavenger hunt attached to it. Um, they want to see who can outnumber vampires or zombies. So the streets of Boston for May, I think it's May 25th. I actually got a promo coming. I just reached out to the company to see if I can have the okay to show that promo. But May 25th, the streets of Boston, Memorial Day week, is going to be taken over by zombies and vampires. I, I If I was wow. here... If I was here, I think, man, that's a tough one. Shit, man, I, I, I'm willing I'm a, to bet I'm, zombies will take it. I, I, it's it's tough because I, you know what? I I go to the movies and I I look up some badass vampires have been out there in the movies, but then you've had some badass zombies, and I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna think I I I'd have to be team zombie. I think I'm just by a little. It's not much. I think I'm team zombie by a little. Kevin? Yeah, but you got to remember, though, vampires can control the undead. Zombies are just like vermin. They're nothing. They're just like rats. So they don't have any mental thoughts. And vampires can control zombies. They're the undead themselves, but they just got good hair, good clothes, and they smell like cabbage, you know? Yeah, they smell like <laughs> That's how they're going to win, dude. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm telling goodness. you, I would if if I'm going team zombie and if I go there and and they're like how many zombies do you need? Cuz I, I I just I'd 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 bring the crack and the bath salts, all those zombies be coming right out of the woodwork. You outnumber those vampires <laughs> 10 to 1. 10 to oh, 1. Man, man, good stuff. Well, hey guys, we're at 8.30. We're a little over 30. I gotta get ready to get out of here. Get ready to thank everybody for coming on the show and hang out that with us. Fun. That was fast. It went by fast. So I want to thank yeah, everybody for coming on the show. And um, we're going to be back here with more booth next week. And it's your boy since when we're out of here. SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. 
Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I make it, bitch, don't repeat. I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing And I gotta hit now For these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing Cause I never back down I'm that chick with a clean ass whip I don't need that shit, it's like I'm my own now I get hot, I get tired of fussing, and fighting Guess I gotta crack down Don't mess with me, cause on everything I'ma have to bring the whole city W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O That's who is it I come W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O Enter your website Enter your website Enter your website Enter your website